0: Welcome friends, welcome to Rami's book library, myself Rami's. So our today's book is Your Rich AF by Vivian Tu. Actually, she's a YouTuber, a personal finance expert. She's into YouTube channel and all called Your Rich BFF and all. So this book is actually published by Paying in Random House, basically talking about money mindset and personal finance. This will somehow give you an idea about uh, what are the things you can look at it to improve your personal finance, I have a financial independent. So book have two parts. First part talking about you work hard for the money. And second part is talking about making money work hard for you. Something like the rich dad principles and all. So the book has multiple sections talking about education for the era, I know my worth, I'm in charge for money and I take care of my future and all these things. So generally talking about earning, earning more money, budgeting it or how you control and account such money and saving it and investing it, saving for short term and long term, investing it into growing. Basically, Vivian too, she has an exp- experience in corporate finance in J.P. Morgan and all. Afterward, she quit that job and then work on tech industry, BuzzFeed, and later on, she has uh, spent thing that she think about personal finance, and now she's spending her time in teaching people about personal finance and all. Something about uh, some facts or some fundamentals. Basically, this book is talking about fundamental 101. So, a millionaire is something like. You don't, you have a million dollar income. That doesn't mean that you are a millionaire. but you are a millionaire. Even you have an income of only 100,000. If you have a generating assets of 1 million, then you are a millionaire. And the point is that people think that, okay, whoever is getting rich, they are working harder than what you are, which is actually wrong. Because everybody have that same 24 hours and they're spending same thing like that. So there is no such level of proportionality, but actually, Rich people are lazy in a smart way. That's what the author is explaining. And credit and debit, which you understand. Debit, debit is something like people used to misunderstand debit card and credit card. Debit card, you know, it is something like it's connected to your checking account. So it's your money. But credit card, people think that that's also your money, which is actually wrong. Credit card is bank money. There you are just loaning from them. So be aware of that. And uh, budgeting, which you people think that budgeting is something like an extra hassle or you're, you're controlling yourself. Life is not having a freedom and all. But actual fact, budgeting will allow you to have that freedom of mind and also a proper allocation and accounting and visibility of your money. And part of this, Just from our experience, we have some budget template, which we evolved across three years and we'll just add it in the in the where the budget chapter is there. Please have a look at it and you can download the same from the link in the description. It's completely free. So, have a. it's a completely editable also. So try to enjoy that. Let's get started. Chapter one, talk about education for this era. Because we have a lot of education, but nobody taught us how to manage money or how to generate wealth in the school. Even now or even 20 years ago. The point is that people think investing, especially stocks, bond and all, something related like gambling. Because they know such things as uh, trading all these things coming, something like that. Nobody think it on a a long perspective because a stock is something which you are buying a share in a company. For sure, if you are someone thinking that, okay, you buy some shares today and you are going to sell it after one month, then naturally that's gambling because a stock and such things, something like a complex system, even somebody working 16 hours a day, 365 days a year, they got wrong almost all the time. So that's the thing. But you have to think it that education, that wealth can be generated by assets, by stock, bond, real estate and a lot of things. Second thing is that spending money on assets which grow. Because people used to think that when they have, a, when they have a income coming and all, they used to spend something to make a good home. And the point is that people think that's an asset. A home is an asset. But actually, if the home is not generating money, then it is not an asset. It's a liability. So if you don't need a home now, only the society is asking to make a home, then that's actually not good. Instead, you can put that money on an investment and that will grow. On a future time, you can make home with that growth or that profit of that investment. That's the thing. And rich spending habits, Rich used to people think that, okay, rich people, there are two different mindsets. One mindset is that rich people are somebody who don't spend at all. And there is another level of mindset about rich talking about, they just fly in the private jets and then spend money on yacht and all these things. So both actually is wrong. So the rich people is actually, they try to be frugal. They try to understand the value investing and they spend on something which increase or generate more. An abundance mindset also is important because all the rich people, they have an abundance mindset. They don't feel scarce of something. They feel everything is having more and more like that. So they don't feel less on giving away something. Or philanthropy or something like that, or charity, they think that wealth is something circulating. You can improve and enhance, it will come back in a multiplied way. Other point is that people think money is not related. There is some money healing and but generally what author is talking, Vivian is talking about money and happiness here is that because there was some research talking about earlier about money cannot make you more happy after some point in time like 75000 or something like that. But the actual point is that even now, above 75000 still, money can make lot of things improvement in your life and improving in the life in the others, in your family and the society as well. And paycheck reliance to freedom. If you are someone relying on paycheck or if you think that, okay, just starting a business will make you freedom, both is actually wrong. So you have to somehow do a systematic understanding of your money and manage accordingly. Chapter 2 is about I know my worth. It's actually talking about earning and career. So, some points discuss is skill enhancement. Every time you should think that, okay, you have a college degree and you're working somewhere. Maybe it's a very good company. Still, you should think that learning never ends or skill enhancement never ends should always polish your tools at the same time you're always polish your skills as well because there is one investment which you can always consider secure which is not investing on stock bond or anything which is investing on yourself if you invest on you if you invest on skill enhancing you that will actually improve your worth and improve your value to yourself and to others. And another thing is that networking. Don't consider that uh, you uh, can, because we as a social being, especially rich people and all, they just generate more wealth using networking. So that is natural even in the business scenario. Somebody will give something. They are always connected. So best thing what you can do if you are working somewhere is to have a relationship outside your workplace which is normally even for example if you're working in a big company maybe you have a small team your work may be only engage on that small team but still you can improve your relationship outside and make that relationship wide and workplace compatibility is important also to make you have a growth or you improve your growth if the workplace is not compatible then You should either consider ways to make yourself compatible. That's one part of the equation. Otherwise, you should change the job. The point is that there may be things in the work which may not be interesting for you. Still, all the work, there is some portion always think that no work at all. But still, you have to somehow be patient and understand and then work on it. That's one part. Otherwise, you should switch the job. But don't think that switching a job is actually making somebody rich or financially freedom. That's not necessarily work on that. It has its own risk and uh, de-benefits and uh, demerits and all. Then negotiation strategies, because uh, usually, because recently uh, or some time ago, I just have a course with the negotiation strategies in the University of Michigan and all. Even that professor was talking, he even sent their students to negotiate even to McDonald's and all. So you think that at some time the amount is taken for granted or something. But actually you'll be surprised to see almost all the places you spend money, you still can negotiate. Even the university fees or anything, you can still negotiate even for the banks or credit card companies, subscriptions and many things. So then side hustles, the author is talking about improving your worth. You can, okay, you have a day job, but still maybe you can improve your work having a side hustle or something like a passive income, which should be low risk. You should not spend a million or something, a big amount or something. It should be low risk. Also, it should be profitable and it should be improving yourself. So it can be a hobby also. For example, if I'm doing a book review here, first of all, I'm reading. I'm having a day job, but I'm already reading it. So that makes me less risk because I don't have anything losing. I'm just reading. Anyway, I'm just summarizing to you. But the point is that when I'm summarizing to you, I'm reading it more seriously. And at some point in time, maybe this channel grows, then naturally I'll be profitable also. And for sure, I'm delivering more value to you as a people, same time increasing my work and same to my institution also, where I'm working, I'm improving here my value of the work also. And evaluate hidden costs and such things when you're a decision on deciding and such thing, that's also important and also integrate that side hustles into your life. You cannot become like uh, you are someone who is working nine to five and you you have to make your side hustles like traveling all over the world. It will not work that way. So you have to somehow integrate it to that. So let's go to the next chapter. Chapter three, I am in charge of my money. So let's talk about budgeting and all. Initially, Vivian is explaining about a Prada bag where she's something like she's interested to get that bag and she's buying that. So the point is that people think that we should not buy anything like that. But author is telling you should spend something but within your budget. Because every great luxurious thing is actually spiritual. Like if you look at a Ferrari, actually it is worth a million or a, a big amount of money. But actually, you look at all that detail, that much spirituality is there. That's why it is worth that much and attracting that much. So, budgeting wisdom is something talking about accounting and buffer. Because rich people always work on budget. And something like, if you think a company who doesn't have an accounting section, how that company will work? Same way, consider yourself as an institution. You should have some level of accountability or accounting to your budget where you are spending. And you should have some level of buffer also. point is that rich people actually, they budget and be frugal in the sense they've always considered value. Like when they are trying to buy something, whether it will add value to it or whether it is value to that proportionate amount of money. Or in another way put it. If I spend this money, I have to work this much hours to get that money. For example, if you divide your salary to 30 and divide it by 8 hours, you'll understand how much one hour you're costing. So if you're spending on something, that essentially means you have to work one hour to get that money, something like that. So spending on it, in the budgeting section and all, talking about multiple ways, like you should not always live on your full income should always have some level of buffer. So, book talk about 50-30 and 50-30-20 means 50% on your expenses, 30% on something you like, luxuries and all these uh, studies, improvement and other things, 20% on investing. That's one way of school of thought. There is another way called about 55 for spending. That is what in our budget we added actually. So, I'll I'll explain it after the end of this chapter, please have a look on that. But otherwise, there is an important thing. Maybe you come across this already in Dave Ramsey's and all. Emergency fund and buffer account, which is basically mean, you should have some level of buffer money, which should allow you to live or manage your expenses for at least three months, preferably to a six months. So a six months of your, for example, your income stop, should have some level of money in your bank, having at least multiplied into 6th of your monthly income. That's one part of the thing. And also, you should set financial boundaries. Like somebody asks you for loan, personal. Personal friends ask you for a loan or something. You think you are not able to get that money back. You should have some level of boundaries. You should not always tell yes or something like that. Similar to your emotional and other boundaries, same like that. And... Social expenses—you should communicate the constraints. So that's important as well. For example, uh, there are a lot of social spending in relatives and your families and all. But you should always make sure that you're spending within the constraint. For example, your your family relative—he is a rich and he's spending something on his particular social equation. It doesn't mean that you have to spend the same. You should be constrained with your own income and a timely repayment auto pay full pay and all these things that's also helpful for example in budgeting and all it's always helpful when you are paying it on time especially your credit card and debit card and fully paying it don't always pay half of the credit card always pay full and try to set auto pay for all your utilities and all these things and timely repayment. That's also improve your credit score. So, yes, uh, welcome, friends. So this one is the budget template It's all customizable. Actually, you can change your name to your name budget year. You can change it. And mainly uh, what you have to do is to input your income as well as expenses. So income here, this this all I don't think you have to touch. Keep it there only work on here like you can change it here to six thousand or five thousand or ink less or whatever it is you can change it that's one part of the things apart from that you have you can add expenses and all all your expenses you can change it here all these things and you can edit these texts you can add or remove these rows and all that's one part of the topics so other than that mainly first of for, when you do it for the first time you have to input your salary mostly your salary will be same for an year expenses also it's predictable you can input all these details across what we tried to mention here is something like 55 percentage for your personal expenses then 5 percentage for charity 10 percentage for luxury things like play and fun weekly luxury vacations whatever then 20 percent for investment and 10% age for study and improvement. That's a hundred of that. So, but you can change it, it's a choice. But this will give you indication where, how much you are spending each month and all. So mainly you can do one thing. Once you do it one time, every month, you have to either come here and then edit either first three letters of the word. Like for example, March, I can either write M-A-R-C-H or M-A-R. Then it will change it to D. This D will automatically change the equations here. For example, see here uh, it was showing 200 for February, it is 300 for March. So if I make it to Feb, then see this, this amount will become 200, which is the amount here, 200. So like that it will populate. One main thing which you have to do to customize it for yourself, is to edit here. This is the thing I think you have to put some work. Not big deal actually. Like here you can edit to your bank. Say your XYZ bank. Whatever. Whatever is your bank. X bank or ABC bank. Whatever. Uh, Better you write the first three letter of the bank. Not instead of making it bigger. Say ABC only. You know your bank. So after that two things you have to do. First of all you have to change this drop down list. Right now we put it like this like uh, hsbc it is easy to do just have to click one go to data then uh, sorry data here then data validation then it will show you here what is all there it, you can easily edit whatever is the thing you if you put comma that will become the next type like for example abc comma uh, cde then xyz or uh, whatever it's just you add it once you add it here actually from your side it's better you put this checkbox if you click this checkbox and all of this drop down list will change it but in my case i'm just not doing it because i'm just doing it for demonstration so click x then it will show you this drop down list that is the one toughest task to customize it for you same way same Whatever is in the drop box, drop down list like X C D E, I have to write it here. The C D E, then I have to write it here X Y Z like that. That's one part. Second thing also is that each each of this column. For example, this particular cell, I have to click here and go to here. See, right now I already edited to A B C, but for example here, I did I did just put it here Bank. Just go to in between that. Uh, uh, inverted commas, I'll just uh, write uh, the particular thing, say C D E. What will happen is that like that one one of them only you have to do. After that, you can drag it. That's how it is. So then you have to select C D E. See, it will automatically populate here. That's the point. That's one thing you have to do. Second thing is that, for example, if you're adding a particular um, row, then uh, numbers, it will get added. It's fine. You to see, for example, it will add and you can add your text and other things. But uh, here also you can drag it here. You can uh, drag when it is plus like that, it's fine. But here, there will not be any formulas here. So what you can do, you can just go to the top and it is a black cross. You just drag it down like that. That's one part of the thing. That's mainly also one time, one time you edit a row or column, it is best to do an error checking. Error checking, what we try to do here is that we try to do two level of calculation. See here, this number and this number. See, now this is not matching. That will give you an indication where is the error. So what you can do, for example, I want to check which section is the error. So if I select here, then I'll understand, see, what is the total. This one is 80. And I can see the same total here, 80. So that way I can see, okay, there is no error here. Similarly, I select here, then I can see 30 down, same 30 here, like that you can double check and you'll understand where is there and you can fix it. That's as simple as that. Otherwise, I think it is simple and straightforward. If you have more questions, uh, please let us know in the comments or something. We can make a detailed video based on your feedback and all. That was the video about budgeting template. You can download it from the summaries uh, or the description and it's completely free and all. But if you have a doubt, suggestions, improvement, because actually we improve it based on our personal experience and all. So you can add it in the comments and we'll try to improve it and we'll just publish back to you like that. So let's go to the next chapter. Chapter four, I take care of the future me. It's talking about mainly about saving and all. So you think that sometimes people think that banks are something taken for granted, you cannot negotiate, but actually, you can negotiate with banks. Even when you have a debt or even if you have a saving, you can do that. So the point is that what the author is explaining, you should have always multiple accounts. You don't think that banks will not get anything for your accounts and all. They are not only benefiting from credits, they are benefiting from your debits and accounts also. So Setting up multiple accounts that will somehow diversify your budget and some level of discipline your thing. So, emergency fund, which already explained, it's something like, uh, as you mentioned, it can be considered two ways. First one, as we mentioned earlier, about three to six months of your living expenses and all. That's one part of the equation. Apart from that, it can also work like a buffer, Like for example if you have something like a leverage on your budget so that some level of increase or decrease because if you look at our budget what the template we are provided we give an yearly budget so you'll have a complete visibility on the year so if you have some level of up and down your buffer account it can be either same or it is difficult by theory it is better to be separate. So emergency fund is separate and buffer is account is separate. So when you have a small like something like a one month of your salary or something like that, if you put it in buffer account, that will actually give you some cushion on your budget. You don't have to always rely on your credit card or something. (coughs) That's one part. Then sinking funds, like for example, you can do it in multiple ways. Like you save it for a planned future, which is inevitable. For example, tuition for your kids or marriage for your children or something like that which is actually essential so you you can either save it on an investment or you can save it on a bank account either way, because investment has its own risk and all that's one part and retirement planning people always think that they will have the same income almost all the time and people don't think about retirement much But actually today will not be tomorrow. Your life is actually your earning period or your potential will actually deplete on some time. And you should be having some level of retirement planning always. So you should take care of that. You should save for that. For example, some of the companies, they have this uh, 401k, Roth IRA and all this thing. But if you don't have, you should think about it and save for it. And also, you should be making it systematic. Like saving should not be in some way that, okay, people think that, okay, if I have a surplus money, then I will save. Not that way. Should have some level of making sure that you save first, whatever is that percentage, then work on the remaining things. So appreciate and have some level of systematically saving this fund every month, at least a minimum budget. Chapter five, I wasn't born rich, but my kids will be. It's about investing and all. So the point is that maybe you have Whoever is trying to follow investing, they already know you should not put all your eggs in one basket. Maybe you learn already that. So, basically, what it means that you should be diversifying your investment. What it means, should not diversification means it can diversify in multiple ways. For example, You can diversify in different level of assets, like you can diversify invest in stocks, bonds, real estate, cash, gold, silver, oil, petroleum, IT, industry, energy. I'm telling multiple ways in that way, split on different type of asset. Same time, you can diversify based on the regions also. For example like say an oil industry or an IT industry in India is different from IT industry in United States, different from Europe, different in China, so you can invest in diversify your investment across multiple globe, that's another way of diversification. Also another way is that you can diversify across different categories of the same assets Like for example, stock have mutual funds, they have index funds, they have ETFs, each have its own pros and cons. You can diversify your investment in that way also. The point of diversification is that that will allow you to just spread across multiple. So it is not like one, if something is going down, it will not make you everything down. For example, if China market is down, US is up or opposite to the situation, you will be still benefiting. And also industry wise also, if one industry collapsed, like what happened in dot-com crash and all, another investment is just thriving, that will help you also. And another point is that systematic investment. The point is that if you pay your investment like you are paying your loan, that is the best way to do that. Because also, for example, luckily, for example, you have a loan already. That means you are fortunate to start a habit of investing. Because if you are paying your loans properly, that will actually, after you are paying your loans, that same habit you can continue, but instead of paying to the loan, you can just pay to your investment account. That's the point. So, you should have some level of foundation, As, as we mentioned, like before investing, if you have a debt and all, a loan and all, just try to make that payment, but then try to make a foundation. After that, say, emergency fund, you can just pay for your emergency. Even if you have a loan, the theory or Vivian is talking about you should still make an emergency fund for three to six months. Or if you cannot do that way, at least a buffer, buffer account. Just try to make some money to have a cushion. Then try to work on budgeting also same time. And return of investment ROI, ROI they call, on investment and debt. That's important also actually. For example, if you are paying to a loan 5% and your investment is getting you 20%. The point is that there are multiple ways of paying debt and all. But still, you should always think about in that way. That's why we are talking about early you can negotiate. For example, a bank is having you heavy interest. Don't think that bank is taking it for granted. If you call them and tell them I'm in a situation, I need your help, or I otherwise I would like to switch the bank or something, they'll be interested to uh, negotiate with you. Because many occasions, sometimes very less bank charges, somebody call I used to threaten the banks, telling that, okay, I'll just close your account. and They will, uh, because an account or a, a customer is something a long-term investment for them so it's a very big asset for any banks and tax opportunity uh, for sure naturally you should play by government rules you should pay your taxes because the government is there the point is that but still you can make yourself intelligent in such a way that you are same time paying your tax but you're not paying more for example like say there is a tax bracket and you are just having your investment, you can withdraw, like systematic withdrawal plan is something like that is available. So if your income is within that bracket, then you don't have to pay taxes. So you can take out the in uh, money from your investment in such a way that you are still in that bracket. But at the same time, if you are generating income in another way, which actually require tax, you should pay the tax. So help the government, but at the same time help yourself also. And align your goals, time and risk tolerance as well. Because the point is that people always think that okay, high yielding assets is always good. Blue chip funds and all that. Other thing. But the point is that everything which is returning high, that will have a proportionate level of risk as well. So always align your goals in terms of time also. For example, you're investing for a long term. Then the time is actually appreciating. So you should not have to take a big risk because long term is anyway anything will appreciate. Most of the, if you look at the long history of stocks, on a long term it has always almost have a growth. So you should take a less risk tolerance things and work on that. And YOLO and FOMO. YOLO may be you live only once type of investing or which is not good actually. For example, when somebody makes a home, they told that, okay, I'll only do it once. Or you are marrying, okay, I'll only do it once. Similar to that, YOLO investing and FOMO fearing of missing out. If you some investment is coming, okay, it will go now. Or if somebody is telling, okay, house is on a sale. Can you, are you interested to buy? Some level of FOMO will just make people not thinking rationally or radically or anything. Just go and investment on that. Also, real estate. Real estate is really famous uh, Investment since generations but it has its pros and cons. For example, you have a millionaire and you try to just buy a home a million dollar on a rich neighborhood and you live there and you buy a less expensive home on a normal area and you give that for rent then that actually a bad decision because that one is actually Will not generally for uh, in the basic research and telling that if you live in a rich neighborhood, it will not make you happy because always we are always considering our relative to the other people and all. But instead, what you can do, you can make a very big luxurious home and a normal neighborhood. That way, you will give a better lifestyle, better home, and everything. And same time, you can give rental your rich area, you have a rental property. That will generate your rich income also. And that's a way of thinking about things and all. Pros and cons. And stock bonds and funds and all these things. It is actually, bonds is something like not that much risky. It is backed by government or something like government is loaning or something. But it has its pros and cons, interest and all these things are there also. So think about that way. So investing, be radical and rational. That's about that. Chapter 6, this is the final chapter, I'm ready for financial domination. It's uh, not talking much about the things, mainly talking about cash and cards and all, which you know like cash and credit cards and debit card, but people think that okay, because Dave Ramsey used to tell that you should pay everything by debit card and all. But what author is explaining is that debit card will not have that level of protection, uh, like credit cards and all, which is actually true. And another way we put it, for example, you should use your credit card to make the benefit out of it. There are a lot of benefits credit cards are offering. But at the same time, you should not be in the trouble using that credit card. Credit card is usually having the highest interest rate because the person who the bank has no idea that you are ready to pay. So that way it is high. So you, you should use only credit card for the items you budgeted for which is you are anyway going to pay and you already have a money to pay for it. Otherwise, don't use credit card for something which you don't have money. And credit score may be also important. It's not uh, a new thing because you should pay on time the debit card, credit cards, loans and all, which also helpful for credit score and all. You think that, okay, I'm not having a plan to make any loan. or anything. still, it is always good to be a good guy. In the banking, in the investment, in everywhere like that. So do your good thing. Long term, a short term, maybe a gambling will make you rich. But it's not a long term strategy. Just pay your taxes to take the proper channels of investing. Be vigilant on that and then have a good success. And that's uh, a conclusion of the book. Until we come across with the next book. Bye for now. Thank you.